Hello, we're back on a Wednesday. Special bonus episode, non-canonical. <laughs> it does not count toward the episode count. Which but I know that nobody cares about except Andy and I, primarily Andy. <laughs> more than just primary, probably more like solely. It's very important that we have the accurate numbers. Why don't you care about this, Dan? So we recorded a deathmatch episode. <laughs> yeah, that sounds so stupid. It does. <laughs> I really like the episode. I'm actually really proud of the work that we did on it. it As was- am I crazy editing that episode i have to say this should peek behind the curtain most episodes take maybe like three or four hours to edit this one took like nine or ten <laughs> and i had to go back and listen and fix stuff and it was a chore <laughs> yeah it was it was a self-sabotage of the highest caliber <laughs> on your we're part definitely <laughs> never going to do it again until we get to episode 20 when we're going to do another death match <laughs> But until then, maybe not the same format. Uh, <laughs> God, that's so stupid. That's kind of what we wanted to talk about. There's several different things that um, we wanted to say. Um, an addendum episode. Yeah, this is a little bit of an addendum. We knew that what we were doing was stupid from the start, but I don't think we anticipated or realized all the ways in which it was stupid. <laughs> I was only seeing the stupidity on a surface level, like two grown men with their eyes covered by pull, having pulled down beanies. <laughs> Uh, participating in a meticulously planned donut taste test at lunchtime on a Sunday and presuming that anyone would want to hear them talk about that experience. It's all very dumb, and that's the point, and I kind of think that's part of the appeal. Planned out just well (laughs) enough to where it was still a real pain for you to actually edit. Well, it it was much less of a pain than it would have been had I not planned out everything in advance. It would have been crazy. Like the plan made it a lot easier. It would have taken like 20 hours had I not planned out the order of everything. But anyway, I I kind of hate that we perpetuated this notion that this has to be a binary decision. Like you have to be a Hertz person or a St. George's person. Sure. Um, I mean, a long time ago, I dismissed the whole like Beatles stones argument because they're both great and they can both be great and serve different purposes. But here I was acting like one of these donut shops was better than the other one and kind of like smugly mocking one of them for being successful. I listened back to that. I'm like, oh, that's gross. Like, I don't like how I sound that at certain points. I I don't think we, the podcast actually conveyed how much of a... uh a light was shown on Hertz donuts for us yeah. uh, because by the end of it, I also felt pretty bad about my preconceived uh, like snark mm-hmm. going into the episode. And so rather than go back and cut out a lot of that stuff, cause there is a moment where I left it in, there's a pause and then we both talk about, it's like, oh, I hope Hertz doesn't win. Like, which is like, just <laughs> like nakedly confessing that, that we had biases. Well, you, you talked about your bias at the end of the episode. I've listened to this at least four times. Guys. Oh, yes. <laughs> like just in trying to get everything edited correctly. Anyway, um, these two places sell drastically different versions of the same product. And truly, they're differentiated enough that they're good in different situations. I think off mic, maybe on mic, we mocked Hertz for having cereal-topped donuts. And yeah, we're adults. I haven't had a bowl of cereal in years, probably since my first round of college, which ended eight years ago. Uh, when was the last time you actually ate a bowl of cereal? It's got to be this year. It's certain, yeah. I haven't so you're, put... You're into cereal more? Oh, yeah. I did not shut out sure. uh, cereal whenever I entered adulthood, as okay. you did. So let's put it this way. What kind of cereal are you eating? Ooh, cinnamon toast crunch or honey bunches of oats with almonds. That's okay. my main go-to. So you're not like going to get Lucky Charms no, or tricks, absolutely not, or any of those more no. child 
friendly Never. cereals. Okay. So cereal, at least the kind of cereal that sits atop the Hertz Donuts. By the way, you said the word atop so many times <laughs> in that episode. <laughs> it's for kids, silly rabbit. Uh, so effectively, <laughs> we were acting like old fogies, like mocking people younger than us for liking things kids like. And I kind of hate that. Like Sitting I, atop our throne. <laughs> I hate that I did that, partially because I knew that Hertz is more for kids and people younger than me and here's why i knew that i've i've alluded to this before but i'm a teacher currently i'm in my fifth year teaching grade school we have a christmas party every year and we kind of keep track of kids behaviors through an app each day and they get like red points or green points and the kids uh have a percentage at the end of the semester you know like 99 percent green points or 79 percent green points and what I do is I buy two dozen Hertz donuts and I do the one where they, you get it. Every single donut is different, you know? So all the silly, crazy stuff, um, 24 different ones. And I usually have like 20 to 24 kids in a class. So it works out really well. I, I set the two boxes of donuts on my desk and I cover them with a sheet. So the kids don't know what's under there mm. unless they have siblings who had me the previous year, which is another <laughs> thing that's happened. But anyway, and then I line them up the kids that have the highest behavior percentage in the front and the kids with the least, like the lowest behavior percentage are in the back of the line. And I pull off the cover and reveal that it's the donuts and I set them out. And then they, in that, in that order, they get to choose their donuts. So oh. the kids in the front that have the best behavior get to choose first. Now, I'm not a big believer in incentivizing behavior in that way, but our school does use the system and it is like kind of a convenient thing. Also, they don't know this is going to happen. So it's sure. like sort of a, a reward they're getting that they weren't shooting for. They're just getting it. What, what would you say, not having actually put me into this app, but what would you say my percentile of green points is? 110%. <laughs> oh, thank you, Andy. <laughs> Danny gets first dibs Good on choices. the donuts. Get out of the way, third graders. <laughs> not going to be that maple bacon, though. And I, I do work with kids that probably don't get to have Hertz donuts as often as some other kids might. Let's just put it that way. They love this so much. It's such a huge deal for them. Like you should see the looks on their faces. It's like jaws dropped, eyes wide. They're so happy about this. And so you kind of see that Hertz is really special if you're a kid, you know? Yeah, I, and, I can imagine. And so just thinking about that, I just kind of felt bad about making fun because like it really is like an old person making fun of things the kids like, and I didn't care for that. So... Sure. I mean, I I also felt bad listening back, and um, I'm going to go and take this opportunity to throw you under the bus <laughs> a little bit. Um, Andy wrote the bio segment, did, yeah. and while I agree with most everything he said in there, um, I just wanted to be known that I did not, in fact, write it. Yeah. Um, so all the lovely people at Hertz, who I love very much, um, just know God. that I would never say gauche. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> I would never, ever use that word. You were 100% complicit in participating in that. I said, should we change this to we? Because I'd said I. I was like, should we change it to we? And you're like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you know, I... I, I do kind of feel bad as well, but I can't in good conscience feel too bad just because I feel if we were to rate these two donut shops on different like separate weeks, uh -huh. I think St. George's would maybe have come in higher than it did during the blind tasting and Hertz probably would have come in lower. I also think that if we would have rated Hertz purely based on what they are known for, those cereal donuts, yeah. they would have come in much lower although it just wasn't feasible for yeah. the blind taste test. Um, but that being said, I do, uh, 
I, I wanted to apologize to Hertz um, for specifically your wording in the bio. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I actually do still think that bragging about the way the bragging the way they did in the website is pretty gauche, but, especially with I the mean, rumors out there of poor right. employee treatment. Now, I've kind of decided that I love Hertz now. Oh wow! Just based on I really liked I liked their donuts more than I liked St. George's and sure. the blind taste test, and I I didn't like just like them. I really liked some of them. Yeah, um, the highest ratings I gave were to Hertz. Donuts the red velvet the donut oh. with that chocolate shell on it Fantastic. is something I will order again. Yeah, and now their past is totally obfuscated. I don't like that they sort of. I just don't buy the, their origin story. Sure. Basically, here in the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower, we're not into self mythology. You know, I, I'm even getting more conflicted about that. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so I have this weird instinct from being way into punk rock as a teenager to like hate it when people are proud of their successes, like that's a bad sure. thing. And I've gone back the other way where I think it's kind of cool that Cass Clegg wrote this letter about how great a job she and her husband did, but I kind of wish she'd just done it outright and it was not couched it in like a thank you to the fans. Sure. I mean, when you do that, you're basically thanking fans for thinking this thing that you made is great. Um, which, so, so why not just be upfront and just give yourself credit for being great? Well, I, I don't know. And I think it, it had to do with more as a whole with, um, them saying that basically their recipe was conducted and yeah. 24 hours before opening. No I think it was true. more the whole of the sentiment in uh-huh. the letter um, that maybe they didn't have to try all that hard mm-hmm. and have succeeded wildly anyway that you specifically took umbrage. Yeah, with. it's like we just succeeded despite the fact that we had no plan and no sure. recipes and all this. And I don't buy it. Like you don't succeed at a level that they do without having a pretty distinct plan. And considering that they have a lot of like, not a lot, but a few other businesses that are also successful on the side, they don't even really publicize that much. It's like they're good business people. And like, it's like they're giving themselves credit, but not in the like the right type of credit, sure. you know? Um, but I don't know. I think they should be a little more like Matthew McConaughey when he won his Oscar, where he thanked himself. <laughs> so, all right. I'm going to... You know he was driving a Lincoln before they paid him to, right? I have no idea. Yeah, was he? You, <laughs> yeah, when you guys were hanging out? It's just a commercial. <laughs> yeah. does. I didn't even take into account like my own experiences with Hertz, which have been really good. Like I, I've had a couple stale donuts there, but you know, that happens anywhere. Like if you go to St. George's at 2 PM when they're about to close, you're probably not going to get it. You're, it's, there's no probably to it. You're not going to get a fresh donut. One thing that I really love the Hertz does is they have a, a donut milkshake, which again is another oh, thing, wow. another thing that they took from voodoo, like just outright, sure. just about everything that place does is from voodoo donuts. That's the thing I take most. Yeah, with. yeah. We don't need to get into that again. You can hear about it on the episode, <laughs> but um, I used to do this thing where I would park my car right by Hertz and then I would like go for a like five or six mile run and then go back into Hertz and have a donut milkshake afterwards. It's one of my favorite things. Like there's, I could not have done that in Springfield if this place had not existed. And for a while there, back when I was still able to run that distance, I messed up my knees (laughs) back when I was still, was still able to run that distance. I love doing that. I would do it once a month. It would be like the fourth Sunday of every month. I would get up early and do that. You could do that any time of the day as well. That that's another thing that like, honestly should have gone into our scoring was their hours of operation. It's, it's awesome that we yeah. have a donut shop here in Springfield hours a day. We have two, two places you can go. If you need a donut 
any time of the day you can go. As the window says, 25-8. Not into it. Don't like. <laughs> don't wish they would just say, you know, open all the time. Never, we never close. Just put, we never close. How about I, that? I don't hate 25-8. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> fine. I just... I don't I'm trying to not be negative and I'm trying to emphasize the positive feelings I have while acknowledging the negative feelings still exist. So um all right, I have a couple stories about St. George's and I'm afraid that I'm gonna get emotional about it. And then we talked about this a little bit off mic, Dan, but so these stories are not about the donuts, but the context of these stories involve donuts in a pretty big way. And I have a feeling they might sort of explain why I was biased in favor of St. George's. Sure. Beyond just having grown up with them. Yeah. So I've talked about my nephews a little bit. I love them both very much. You know, they changed the way that I like look at the world. Like Stinky I, and JoJo? <laughs> I, whatever. Yeah. Stinky and jo- <laughs> No, no, no. It's not their names. It's not their names. I'm not even going to go along with that bit. I love them too much to allow them to be sucked into our weird little orbit here. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. Please no, continue. It's okay. Um, so... When my first nephew was born, my brother texted me and my mom. Actually, a little bit of these details are fuzzy, but it was very early in the morning. I got a text and I sent my brother. He said, okay, the baby's coming. You know, I I sent him a text back with, I believe there was no capitals and no punctuation. It said, ooh, very off brand for you. "Mm, I'll do it to be funny. (laughs) I have an ongoing argument with a couple people about whether I should do that or not as a person with an English degree, but neither he nor there. The text said, do you need donuts? <laughs> and I, knowing my brother was probably one word response. Yes. I have a picture. I have a screen cap of this somewhere that I should have looked up. But anyway, so I went for a run and then I went and picked up St. George's cause they were open and brought them there. And this was like four or five in the morning. And I was able to, I was like the first person in the room. I, now I didn't, hadn't seen the baby yet. But like I went in the room and, uh, you know, my sister-in-law, I, um, if my memory serves, she's probably behind a curtain. My brother was sitting there just glowing, you know, he's like a new dad. Sure. He's just seen his baby for the first time. And I, we just sat there and ate donuts together, you know, and it, that's a really special memory to me. That is very special. And, um, when my second nephew was born, we did the same thing and it was no less special. Um, now this is a side bit to that. Uh, that was a little bit different situation where I wasn't the first person there that day, sort of by design because I had to stay and take care of nephew number one. Um, at his grandparents' house. Sure. So, and that day I was like, I had hurt my back somehow, like really bad. I had like a, just an incredible, like profound pain in my back and I didn't have anything, like Tylenol wasn't cutting it or whatever. So I was like desperate for something. I was like, oh, can I take like two leave or something? I was looking through my parents' cabinets and I went up, uh, they don't, my parents don't know this. This is like a thing that I'm, they're gonna just hear. <laughs> These are your confessions. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Is that an usher? usher? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> just when you thought you said you thought, just when you thought you said all you had to say, turns out you got one on the way. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, my dad had a mild muscle relaxer from a thing, like an injury that he'd had before. Ooh la la. <laughs> Ooh, la, la. <laughs> that is not the response that I expected. It's not, it's not a perfume. <laughs> Pepe Le Pew. Um, yeah, so I took a prescription muscle relaxer, which I believe is illegal, sure. and I'm sorry, but I was, I was very desperate. Yep. And the effect of that, um, it was almost like I was being a, I was a spectator in my own body. Like oh, I, wow. I hated the way that it made me feel. And so when I eventually did get to the hospital that day, it was like I, my back still hurt. It was, it was weird. It kind of changes the way you feel about the pain rather mm-hmm. than take the pain away. Sure. I did bring donuts, and um, I think maybe I had already eaten or something. And then actually I had to go back to work that afternoon. 
And then I swear this is going to get back to being somewhat interesting. So later after work, I went and picked up Lindsay and uh, we went back to the hospital so she could meet the baby and everything. And after that, Lindsay and I went to uh, Steak and Shake. And all day I wanted to eat one of those donuts. For whatever reason, I haven't been able to eat one. (laughs) I smuggled a donut into Steak and Shake. I smuggled a a, a St. George's old-fashioned donut into Steak and Shake. I broke it into little pieces and put it into a shake so I could have a donut milkshake at Steak and Shake. Yeah. And it was awesome. It was great. So what do you remember what the flavor of the milkshake oh, was? Fin- just vanilla. plain vanilla. It was vanilla. Okay. Yeah. Usually whenever I whenever I go to Hertz, I would get uh, an old fashioned because it's my favorite sure. and have them make the donut milkshake with that. And I was like, really? So you That's get to you choose want? what donut you they choose make a in the milkshake. Oh normally wow. they don't they don't put a donut in the shake yeah. unless you order one that doesn't have frosting. Like they'll put all the stuff that goes on top of the donut okay. into the shake sure. with it. And so but whenever I would get the old fashioned, I would just break it into little pieces. Wow, and, that sounds uh, good put it in it's awesome it sounds really it's really like a cake shake uh famous in chicago yep almost exactly for portillo's so yeah um i love st george's i love hertz i know we averaged in both at the the average was insanely close like it was like so point zero three or something even less than that right um yeah no point point zero three almost exactly at uh point zero four it was point zero four and I think what we need to do is officially alter the results of the donut death match and get declare it not a draw, but a mutual victory. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Both donut shops win. Both of them live. They don't die because the death match. The real losers here are clearly Dan and me. <laughs> <laughs> and the real winner is Springfield. Andy, that was really touching. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm actually about to be an uncle for the first time oh, myself. Yeah. Uh, my older brother Travis is about to have his first child. We yeah. just found out the other day it's a little girl. Oh, that's so great! So I'm very excited to have a little niece to play with and uh, show up as Unky Danny. Oh, that's so exciting, Unky Danny, buddy. Being an uncle is it's my favorite experience in, in my entire life. I'm not exaggerating; it's not hyperbole. I love it more than anything else in the whole world. Yeah. I'm I'm very excited about it. I don't want to have any babies of my own because um I. I, lot I can barely handle a cat, um, <laughs> but I'm excited to have a little child that uh, shares some DNA it's with great, me to man. pour some love into. And uh, just just stay tuned because here in about you, four or five months, it's going to be full on uncle. Cast. You don't even know, man. You don't even know. Like when I my first nephew was born, it like broke my heart open, like in a good way. Like, yeah. I, oh, I'm capable of experiencing love in this way that I had no idea that I was able to before. So just. Get ready. Yeah, it's I'm excited so, to so have great. a tiny creature to shower some love on. That's not my <laughs> cat, Mister Business. You know, I'm glad that that we're getting into this family stuff because uh, we have one last little segment we're gonna do for this bonus episode, and it has to do with a little family holiday coming up. Let's do a special Thanksgiving edition of the Food Mail's Food Andy, this week we have got some questions hot off the Spring Food Mo <laughs> Instagram account. Uh, we put out a call on the stories for Thanksgiving-related questions, and we got quite a few this week. Did we ever? <laughs> Let's start with Laura. Do you prefer the stuffing in the bird or on the table in a bowl? I don't know that I've ever had it directly from the bird. Have you? I mean, I know that I've had stuffing that was prepared inside the bird, uh-huh. but normally whenever I actually eat it, it's removed and put into a bowl. I'm pretty sure the Embry family, which is my mom's family, with sure. whom I usually have Thanksgiving, I'm pretty sure they do 
in the bowl. I'm pretty sure it's prepared in the bowl. Yeah, I I mean I'm fine with either. I'll stick a spoon in there and scoop some stuffing out of the bird. I don't mind. honestly. That seems preferable to me. I would love to try it. I'm sure I would like that more. It yeah. seems it seems grosser, and I'm into gross stuff. So yeah, and just a nice little uh gives a nice uh setting to it all. You know. <laughs> so we had a series of questions from Jason who is full disclosure one of my best friends and also co-hosted a podcast with me in the past but (laughs) i picked his real questions out of the 15 (laughs) questions he sent us and we're gonna do those too and maybe we'll get back to some of his dumb other great questions (laughs) at the end so mashed potatoes ask jason skin on or off it's not a big sticking point for me but i think i'd probably prefer them off oh really okay we differ i love them on I, I don't mind them on on just like a baked potato or potato skins, something like that. But I think for the actual mashing, I'll, I'll take it. I like it really smooth. I'm, a, I'm all about texture, man. I like that. Uh, I like that mix of different textures. So that's, we, that's the way old dime pieces. She really likes a, a kind of chunkier mashed potato. Sounds like a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Shiny dime. Okay. Jason also asked. I love this question, by the way. If you had to eat fat, he may have been joking about this, but I actually like the question. If you had to eat fast food on Thanksgiving, where would you go? Ooh, that's really good. Mm-hmm. I, man. I have an answer if you need a moment to think. Yeah, go for it. Popeyes. I'm always going to answer Popeyes oh, with a fast wow. food question, but I have an actual justification. First, it's a bird. Sure. Okay. Also, Poultry. lots of sides. Okay. Part yeah. of Thanksgiving, you want a bunch of sides to go with your main meal. I'm not even that big of a fan of turkey, even though I eat turkey literally every day for lunch. <laughs> uh I'm not a big fan of, you know, Thanksgiving style turkey. It's slices tasty, of it's turkey fine. and yeah. lukewarm water. That's what I bring to lunch. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just no, sure. no. I make a salad with turkey. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, yeah, you get all the different sides. I would probably get every side except for the slaw if I was going to do a fast food dinner. Sure. A lot uh, of those sides are already like Thanksgiving ready. Yeah, totally. Especially Man, that, the French fries. That's a good choice. I'd probably go like Springfield style cashew chicken, just a hot cashew chicken. That seems like almost like a. I've heard that Chinese food is an alternative Christmas. to a Christmas yep. meal. Um, so, yeah, I'd go there. Yeah. My California family, we've done that a few times. That's my dad's side of the family. I live in California. We've had Chinese Christmas dinner sometimes, and I really like that. I'm a big fan of that, actually. Yeah, it sounds – we don't have anything that we really hold sacred on Christmas as far as like a meal that we have mm-hmm. to have. So I, I think we've probably done that in the past as well. My family does – well, back whenever it was easier to schedule, you know, people had – People didn't have children and that kind sure. of thing. We would go to McDonald's every Christmas Eve. Oh, really? And, you know, McRib season, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, one time my brother and I, I think we split one of those like 50 nugget boxes. <laughs> so we would go, we'd awesome. go to, we'd go to McDonald's and then go to look at Christmas lights as a family. For a, like a Christmas Eve? Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds great. We yeah, watched really uh, Die Hard every year on Christmas oh, Eve, so my family and I, because so we're really cool. Um, I'm a little, I think people saying, I, I keep having people saying, oh, you know, Die Hard's really a Christmas movie. It's like, yeah, yeah, no kidding. It's a very annoying we, thing we to say, but that it's out, very true. We figured that out 15 years ago and we all saw it for the first time. Anyway, <laughs> it's still really fun. It's fun to watch on Christmas, but like, stop acting like it's a revelation. Yeah. <laughs> Carter, um, who I believe to be a good friend of mine, I don't know how he would describe it, asked, <laughs> would you rather, said, we're not friends. <laughs> I don't li- actively dislike you. <laughs> well, he likes the podcast enough to write in. And he asks, would you rather fight 1,000 turkey-sized turkeys 
or one elephant-sized turkey? I think the answer here is pretty obvious, Dan. One elephant-sized turkey. I mean, really? A, a, a thousand? A thousand. Yeah, that's a lot of turkeys. That's so many that's turkeys. a lot of sharp beaks. It'd be different if you said a hundred turkeys, Carter, because I'm, no, I'm probably still going to go with the elephant-sized turkey. I feel like it'd be easier to dodge. It's going to be moving relatively slow for its body size. But he said fight. So does that imply that I have to kill this elephant-sized turkey before the fight is uh, over? Man. Um, I'm going to need a little follow-up for yeah, Carter on we'll, this we'll one. Yeah, we'll have to get back at you next year, Carter. Uh, but yeah, I'll probably go with the elephant size as well because um, I'm very skilled in hand-to-hand combat. So next question comes from Aaron, who, once again, full disclosure, happens to be married to Jason. Both of them are some of my favorite people. She says, mix it all up or no? I think she means that all the things on your plate. Are you like mixing it all together or eating one thing at a time? Well, this is your Thanksgiving dinner plate. You know, call me Nick Hexum from the Omaha P-Funk band. Oh, golly. 311. Oh, boy. Because I like it all mixed up. (laughs) Don't know what to do. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, call me Sir Mix-A-Lot. Oh, no. You would not stoop that low? No, we're going Omaha style for this one. <laughs> I It kind of depends on the item uh, or items. I will do corn and mashed potatoes. I feel like that's a pretty traditional mix-up. I will put gravy on several different items, especially on the meat. I will maybe dip some stuffing in the gravy, depending on how flavorful the stuffing is. But generally, I keep everything separate and mixing as needed. I mix everything. I'm, I'm normally going for a turkey or a ham, your protein there, and then your mashed potatoes and gravy, as well as whatever casseroles are offered. I don't really mess with like the cranberry sauce or the yams, nothing sweet. So usually everything on my plate, roll included, is going to be just mixed all together, sopped up by some bread. I, I really... Are you for real? Oh, yeah. This yeah. is just true. <laughs> oh, no. I'll mix everything together. Like, I love the mashed potatoes with, like, okay. a nice green bean casserole. Yeah. I think it... I I just think it's purely because I don't normally get things on my plate that aren't going to be savory, basically. Uh-huh. So, they kind of all go together. Gotcha. I support any and all eating methods as long as you're deriving pleasure from it. It's hurting no one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's the official stance of the Spring Food Mo podcast, actually. Seek pleasure, hurt no one. <laughs> I think it's a pretty, pretty good way to live. So next question comes from Michelle. She says, cranberry sauce, yes or no? If so, canned or homemade? No, neither. Oh, okay. See, I don't really eat it, but I do like to see it on the table. I like knowing it's there. I okay. like seeing it as part of the spread. So you're just wasteful. No, no. Other people eat it. It's just a personal preference. What if it was just a garnish? What if What if we got one of those ones? It was like a, a molding of it. Like if you know how you go to some like coffee houses and they'll have like fake versions of all of their stuff to set out. Well, maybe we should get that for the cranberry sauce just to not be wasteful. We recently had a work Thanksgiving and um, somebody had brought cranberry sauce in. We don't have any kind of like stovetop in our break mm-hmm. room. Nothing but a microwave. Um, and they brought cranberry sauce and served it in can form on the plate. Like they didn't even bother to break it up. So it was literally just like a molded cylinder of cranberry sauce on a plate. What? Um, and I'm already just not a big fan of cranberry sauce, but I think seeing that earlier this week was kind of the last straw for me. I don't, I don't never need That's gross. cranberry sauce. I love, I like cranberries and I really love craisins. That's kind of a weak spot Ooh, for yeah, craisins, I actually. Craisins. I mean, they mess with my belly a little bit because it's almost pure fiber, but, you know. Yeah, it, even the person who brought the can just took a big chunk out of it and, like, had this Whoa. big glob 
of coagulated you cranberry like, juice. You work on with there. monsters. Yeah, well, I do um, work at the little shop. He works of at Monsters University. <laughs> <laughs> we took that different places, and I really like that. Lindsay, um, oh, who name. I <laughs> <laughs> that was Andy for the record for the people out there who can't tell our voices apart. Um, Lindsay's very nice lady. I in no way find her name sexy. <laughs> um, she asks why turkeys and not just very large chickens. Uh, Lindsay, I don't see much difference between a turkey and a li- very large chicken. I think just tradition. More than anything. I like chicken more than turkey. Oh. More flavor. Hundreds. A little bit fattier. More. Yeah. Um, although, the, you know, the dark meat on a turkey and in that, like, turkey yeah. leg is its own thing. Yeah. White meat, or, white meat or dark meat? Both. Mix yeah, it up. Yeah, I guess both. I really do like a turkey breast, but more often than not, it ends up so dry. So, optimally, I would like to have a nice, juicy slice of turkey breast, but it it's very hard to find. Okay. Yeah. Man, she just seems like a really intelligent, gorgeous woman. I'm so glad she sent in a question. <laughs> so I do want to run down some some of Jason's questions because some of them are not some things that we can read. <laughs> Maybe I'll just say it and you can fill in the blanks. I don't know. <laughs> he asked a question about eating a part of the turkey that no one would ever eat. Um, <laughs> a part that I don't believe comes in most prepared turkeys yeah next one was the mashed potatoes question one after that how many sexual jokes about stuffing the bird are too many one <laughs> for this show yes yes uh this is i'm gonna say this anyway um this <laughs> is personal lubricant to good use for leftover gravy oh, <laughs> i have stayed at this man's house before and i don't know how i feel about that now <laughs> he, has, he has three children <laughs> uh i love this one is, is it okay to get turned on by the betty boot balloon in the macy's parade i'm right there with you on that one jason yeah that's okay next one i don't know this 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 one breaks the pattern here i heard rumors that you guys don't even live in springfield is that true jason we're very good friends that's silly um next one was the fast food <laughs> Who's the sexiest member of your immediate family? <laughs> oh, man, that's a tough one. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you're giving it some thought, huh? <clears throat> um, me. <laughs> you? Oh, yeah, that's so I'm good. Say me. That's so good. <laughs> uh, what's your... Oops. If you don't have time to cook, is it okay to serve raw turkey? <laughs> <laughs> turkey sashimi? <laughs> yeah. Craft sushi. If I don't have time to... Oh, I just that's one I just read. What's your favorite prayer to say before Thanksgiving dinner? Uh, that one from the Metallica song. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> and then the last one he sent is, how do other countries celebrate Thanksgiving? What are their traditional meals? Which was a weird one to go out on, but I think it's kind of funny because they don't... Other countries don't have this holiday. Yeah, um also what did you want us to like look all that up <laughs> yeah just, we should do more research yeah, for i was gonna say it's not like yeah that seems like a thing i would do actually i would probably do like <laughs> okay i'm gonna do a 10 minute segment on the thanksgiving in other countries yeah soundtracked by metallica yeah <laughs> <laughs> which makes total sense anyway thank you guys for listening and again thank you for suffering through our donut death match or enjoying it if you enjoyed it 
Or both. I, I mean, I think I <laughs> both equally enjoyed it and suffered through it. So, yeah. So next week we're going to be doing craft sushi and want to get a pizza. Want to get a pizza is going to be our main review. We've actually mm-hmm. already recorded it and golly, does it get dopey. <laughs> it's one it's of really my favorite fun. episodes. It's really fun. <laughs> so st- stick tuned for that. I'm cutting out all your jokes though, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing I, new there. Uh, it's a maniacal abuse of power. <laughs> anyway, have a good week, guys. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. And yeah, eat lots of food. Be nice to people. Gobble, gobble. <laughs>